As of right now, we are at war. How desperate am I? You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea. Bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about a discussion of Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Breffitt. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm ecstatic and a little bit overwhelmed. Well said. But a good kind. The good kind. The best kind, right? Yes, We're- sir. It's our Christmas every year when we do this show. I mean, this is what you and I expected. We expected a lot of news out of mini-stravaganza. I think we mentioned it here on this pod, and we were certainly correct. They did not disappoint. We have, what is it, 22 characters reworked, something like that? Insane. We've got spoilers for new characters coming. You know, we saw the cards for some of the characters we're going to be playing, some of the characters we've been so excited for. And once again... Not disappointed. What Some other high notes from the weekend, Jesse? Probably new game modes. Got a lot of stuff to try. We've got a lot of MCP in our future, family. Oh, absolutely. I think some other high notes from the weekend, Chris. The streams just get better and better from these mini extravaganza. Yes. Events. Also, Pagani, Schick, others are just much more even in tune than they already were. And I would already say they were probably one of the most in tune studios with their miniature gaming customers out there. Because a lot of companies just kind of do stuff. They ignore the sure. they ignore the group. They just pay for They put on new product. You know, GW has been known to do that a lot in the past and other companies. And AMG's never been like that. But I feel like we're four years into this foray of Marvel Christ Protocol now and AMG being a fully fledged company. And Every year, they impress me more and more. The things they say on these streams, the things they say they're listening to people like us, content creators, people like the community. I think they all take it very seriously. Even some of the people who are too negative out there, right? They, they, they'll listen to it and then they'll pencil it away or whatever. But all that said, I think it shows through in the design space, but also like all the community outreach and building they're doing these days. And of course, the card pack that you and I have been anticipating and hoping for for a long time and expecting and it is very obvious they love this community a lot and it's very obvious they love this game which is another thing to really take heart and solace in you know when we were early days of talking about doing this podcast uh, when you were set on it and you were thinking about bringing me in and we were talking right you know this is one of the things we talked about is what what do we expect from atomic mass what kind of company do we expect them to be That's in right. terms of talking to their player base and and listening and and i've said it since you know about 6 months into this game and i continue to say it because they continue to give me reasons to say it but i just i trust them at this point i don't i yeah. don't doubt them they love the game they listen to what the player base is saying, communicating to them. And um, as members of that player base, I, I would encourage you all to keep it as constructively positive as possible, yes. uh, just for the mental health of these 
of these wonderful folks that bring us this game. But moreover, they listen, they love this game just as much as we do. And I take a lot of solace in that. And it really shows through in their work. They didn't have to update the art on these cards. No, they just didn't. They, did they just did, right? What a change too, Chris, that healthy and injured side change of the, the blue and red. 100%. That's such a quality of life change. Just like those quality of life changes they did two years ago with the language extensions and the formatting of the cards and the new text format and everything and the sideways cards. So there's so many things that they continue to improve on. And also very transparently, obviously they love this game. Thor was one of the first releases in this game, right? For them to go back and update a character like Thor when they we've got so many things in the pipeline, they got so many things that are working on right now. I'm not saying that it's completely like, oh, they should get the biggest prize ever, but like the fact that they're willing to go back to the beginning of the game's life cycle, look at everything through the modern lens and reassess, it also gives me a lot of hope for the future because it also makes me feel guarantees that like so let's say there's a character from year 2 that got overlooked. Maybe in a year or two, they'll come back to that character, right? And, right. And sneak him in because once again, this lens has changed. You know, we're not actually talking the card changes today. We're going to hold our tongue on that because there's so many reveals and so many exciting panels and stuff to talk about. But there's so many elements of all this working together in tandem that really, I think, speak volumes. And they don't really have to say or boast. They just they just do, you know? And it's very obvious, like Chris said, that we trust them because we don't trust them because they're like, hey, trust us. They, they just do. And they show up. And it's kind of like what you want the quality people in your life, you know, where it's like, you don't have to be told, right? You just know, right? And I am so excited about the future of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Imagine, Chris, that like if we just had all this without even a corset coming. Too I much, know. almost, like in a, in a good way. They're <laughs> just making sure that we have too much work to do at all times, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Not mad That's about it. Finest. Yeah. Not That's mad also about the reason it. why we've been waiting to post an episode because we were waiting for news to drop. A little bit of bigger gap in our schedule than lately, but we've had a lot of real life stuff going on. And this was the perfect time to go hard, which we're about to do for quite some yes, time now, seems, Chris, multiple months in a row, probably. So we hope you're still with us and enjoying this. And before we get into all these reveals today, Chris, we got to thank a couple people today. <laughs> Furious Finest supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your Marvel Christ protocol needs. Of course, Mr. Laser has the corset pre-orders up and some of the other pre-orders from Marvel Christ protocol. So Get those in now before he runs out of stock. And also, Mr. Laser, we are now working with him even closer, and he is providing an additional 5% off his already discounted rate with our special code, FURY5. And, you know, just fully transparently, like he can track that code and see how many of you are showing up there. So it's helpful for him, but also helpful for us. We also need to thank iWarGame, who make, in our opinion, the best marked mats for Marvel crisis protocol and we highly recommend checking them out at iwargame.net and what do you know jesse we've got a special code for them that's this right is crazy man it is so crazy we love our sponsors and we love our partners and we've worked with them a long time and stuck with them for a good reason and iwargame does make the best mats in the business and for us to be able i to wasn't provide- lying i never lie no, absolutely not. And of course, now that new volume is out with all these dip varied cities and other worlds. So we highly recommend checking out our game. And this code works on all their mats. They do have some merchant stuff. It doesn't work on that, but it works on the mats. And we highly recommend using it because we think buying awesome mats, mats without a code is enough, right? So yeah. use our code FF podcast all together, one word, and 
you will get 10% off your order. And once again, iWarGame can track these on their website and they can see who's showing up from the cast, right? And, and enjoying and buying their stuff. And we really highly recommend their stuff because marked mats really do make the game go a lot faster and it's a really good tool for getting practice games in. And also if you're trying to run local tournaments, it's a really good way mm. to get local tournaments yeah. a little bit easier to do. So we highly recommend it. And once again, we have to thank our patrons. Please support Furies Finest at patreon.com slash Furies Finest. Our patrons are what keep us going. They keep the lights on around here. And Jesse, one of the big benefits of being a Furies Finest patron is access to the Furies Finest Discord, access to the to the painting gallery with no name, access to the Furies Finest Secret Wars League, and just a great group of folks that love Marvel Crisis Protocol. Well said, Chris. And all those things are in full swing right now. So if you're to join the Patreon, the second you link your Patreon profile to Discord, it'll drop you right in. You can get involved in all those wonderful things. And man, we had a fun time streaming mini extravaganza in there last week, hanging man. out, chatting. Man, it was Goodness. it was eclectic. It was what like a- electric in there. What a what a week last week was, just personally and MCP only. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts, man. Nuts. That's right. And we we really do got to thank the patrons that are still here, Chris, because we have had a lull in these last several half year or so because the game's had a lull and our Patreons just had a lull. So those of you that have stuck with us, thank you so much. And to those of you that are patrons that maybe haven't updated your card in a while, definitely check your card. Make sure it's up to date in there because sometimes uh, you'll get a new card and it'll decline or something and then Patreon will drop you out and stuff. So make sure that's all accurate in your patron profile. And that really mean a lot to us. And of course, Chris, we got a new patron to thank this week. Thank you, Stephen. Steven, thank you so much. And as always, we have to thank our Avenger producers, Rich, Puyon, and Sean. Thank you so much, guys. You you three just keep giving me life. Thank you guys so much. All right, Chris, let's get into these mini extravaganza 2023 reveals. I'm so excited. Starting with Wakanda, which is very exciting. We're getting that next Rivals box, which is right. the Warrior Falls, which I think is some of the most beautiful terrain I've ever seen. And this... King T'Challa and Killmonger Usurper. Mm, love it so much. They slot right in on the terrain, but we got all new versions of Killmonger and Black Panther. And I also love that it's, it's just not Black Panther. It's King T'Challa. Oh, yeah. He's he's large and in charge with this one, man. So, <laughs> it's exciting. Oh, I, I really, really like this character uh, on these initial readings. So let's get into it. Yeah. His, his defense line is... All fours, fours across the board. He has got seven health on his healthy side, seven health on his injured side for a total of 14. He is a size two, threat level five, and he's a long mover. This is exciting, Chris. This is just buffed up normal four threat Black Panther stats, right? Yeah. For good reason. He's one threat higher. He is one threat higher, and he's he does have some new tools, though. This kit's interesting. It really is. It's interesting and very different from our Black Panther we have, right? Mm-hmm. Like the superhero Black Panther doing things on the table. This is mm-hmm. more the king of Wakanda. So let's talk about his two attacks real quick. His first attack is an energy attack called the Vibranium Spear. It's range three. We do love that. Strength of six, power cost of zero. Of course, this is your strike. You're going to gain power equal to damage dealt. But then there's like a second clause, which is very interesting. But Chris, just to start, range three, six dice with energy. That's great for a strike. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. But if the target character is within two of Black Panther or King T'Challa, this character may reroll up to two of its attack dice. Okay, so now we're looking at like 7.5-ish. If it is not, after the attack is resolved, if the target character is size three or less, 
push the target character towards King T'Challa short. Options. We got options, Chris. We got killing power or we got pushing. Well, pushing with something that a little bit later in this card might be killing power in and of itself. For sure. But this is like an absolutely amazing strike that's just really going to... It's good. It's really good. And it can can not only disrupt, not only can it take your opponent's models off the table, it Mm -hmm. can also just from outside of range two end of, you know, targeting someone that's sitting on a secure. Well, now they're not. Get over here. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Denying a point, scoring a point for yourself. It, look, that's, it's really powerful and it's just his strike. Just his strike. And, but continue on with his, continue on with his attacks. He has a spender that's physical, the Panther's Fury with this range two, strength of eight, power cost of four. This would become, this has kind of become AMG's new default thing, Chris, where it's like three or four power for yeah. a seven or eight dice spender that does something cool. And this, the something cool on this is a wild trigger of throw. After the attack is resolved, if the target character is size three or less, very thematic, this character may throw at medium. So very cool. It's a good throw high chance to get that wild but additionally there's a second clause that you don't need any triggers to get after the attack is resolved this character may advance medium so Mm. guaranteed movement in nice it's you know in a lot of ways it's built-in charge it resolves in a different way but you're getting that movement oh yeah it's hit and run yeah you're getting the, the the dual action basically yeah you're sneaking stuff for sure. So breaking the game. Now, I don't know how often you'll be doing this one. It's probably more about the throw than the damage, but I love that it's here. And continuing, this is King T'Challa. So of course he has a, a leadership for Wakanda. So Chris, in a very short time, we've now have three leaderships for Wakanda, about to be four. Goodness. When we were at one a couple months ago, which is absolutely insane. So Umbaku arriving. And now we have two more candidates. The strength of the ancestors affiliation Wakanda once per turn when an allied character pushes an enemy character. Keep in mind, just an allied character has not be Wakandan. If the character contacts a terrain feature during the push, it suffers one damage. Look, there's a lot of room in this game to build a team of all pushes. It's easy yeah. to do. It's also, very makes, easy to do. This makes like Shuri way scarier. Oh, yeah. Because originally Big she time. would just push you and not do any damage to you, really. The one damage, right? To get Look, a push you off. Can have, you can have Shuri on one side and Iron Man on the other side. Oh, yeah. And you're just, no one's scoring. And they're they're taking ping damage the whole time. I love it, too, because like it's, Wakanda's already good at pushing, right? Yes. So to give a leader that benefits pushing, but in a different way and not a control way and more of a damage way you know which is very nice um i find it very interesting and i'm curious where this leadership will go chris just be very mindful of where those size four buildings are and where you place yourself around them that's all i'll say you'll take up a lot of space yeah well and they don't they don't get destroyed after being pushed into by size two and three characters uh all right his next active superpower is bound it's going to cost you three power place this character within range two The next Vibranium Spear attack King T'Challa makes this activation adds two dice to the attack roll. This superpower can be used once per turn. So we get the range two place. We get a body slide. You know, we get Cable's body slide here. And then our Vibranium Spear is throwing eight dice. That's gross. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a couple days ago, Storm used to pay three power just to add two dice to her Mm -hmm. strike, right? So to get... Two dice to your strike and a body slide by two or a black cat 
hook shot, right? Mm-hmm. It's just very cool. And I also think like he's sneaky mobile because we've got mobility with his long move. We got mobility with his spender. And now we have this place. A little different from core Black Panther because we don't have pounce, but like there's just different things happening here. Also, like place is better than pounce in a lot of scenarios because you can teleport over stuff. Yeah. So, and I have to state that out loud because my Shatterpoint brain can't do that. So it's, it's like, it's both are in constant conflict, but closing out its card, Chris, he has a reactive ability called the Royal Rebuke costs two power after attack targeting. This character is resolved. If the attacking character is within range three of King T'Challa, this character may use a superpower. This character rolls four dice for each crit and wild. And the result, the attacking character suffers one damage. So kind of like booby traps. Very much so. It definitely incentivizes you not to attack him, but also the problem if you're not attacking him, he's in your lines removing models, right? His presence on the board in and of itself puts your opponent, him just being there is forcing your opponent to make a choice because you have to figure out how you're going to handle him. And it's more than just, oh, do I attack Hulk or no? It's, do I open up for this Royal Rebuke? Because let's face it, there's not, he doesn't really have defensive tech. He's not a super tanky character. But you can just go down by attacking him, opening him up. This damage dealing opportunity Mm. up to King T'Challa is kind of scary in and of itself, more so than being in, you know, within range two, just striking back and forth with each other, you know. For sure. And I think it pairs really nicely with the leadership too, right? Where it's like little pings of damage from pushes into terrain, little pings of damage from his world rebuke. Those things add up, right? Very quickly. And you could tee yourself up inadvertently on your turn. He royal rebukes you, does like a damage or two to you. And all of a sudden, uh uh-oh, it doesn't even matter what his spear hits because he's going to pull you into something and deal one more damage to take you over, make you drop that extract. He's going to pick it up. He's going to move away along. Like there's a lot of things going on here. And closing out his card, he has one innate ability called the Defender of Wakanda when another allied character is dealt damage by an enemy effect. Black Panther gains one power. So that's where it gets really crazy, Chris. Is so that's why Royal Rebuke is so scary to me. Yeah. It's, it's because he will always be he can completely spend all of his power. Not much longer. It. Royal Rebuke is right back online. Without him activating, no power phases. Also very cool synergy with like Akoye's bodyguard, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just Big things time. that just work really well. But that's it for him. He's a really interesting character. Nothing changes on his backside. I'm really excited to see how he fits in the game. I think a lot of it's going to be classic Black Panther is so powerful and his leadership is so good. This is going to be a tenured Wakanda player question and a tenured Wakanda player question on what crises does this one come out? Which ones does OG Panther come out? And I think that's really all it is. I think they're both quality characters and it's a tool in your toolbox, right? Now, sure. We could have a lot of fun, Chris, and put this Black Panther and other teams, right? You could put it in the new Steve, the new core Steve, right? You could put him in new, I don't know, Daredevil Defenders. You could put him in a lot of places and it gets really silly. Cyclops X-Men. 100%. Yeah. It gets really silly really quick, right? But at the moment, we're going to look through the Wakanda lens because it's just our first take and look at this character. And I think the future is very bright for Wakanda right now. 100%. Just thinking about especially for, as you said earlier, a tenured player. Yes. Just the options they have with who they're, which leadership they're going with, depending on their opponent and the crisis setup is just awesome. Well, what's super cool about this, Chris, is like, this should sound obvious when I say it out loud, but it's one of those things like worth saying where it's like, with us getting a new BP and a new Killmonger, who are already staples of Wakanda, if you have additional BPs and Killmongers in your list, you can swap back and forth, have different married pairings 
Exactly. Two cores, two news, one core, one new. You yep. know what I mean? And the options are kind of unlimited. And we're about to see that right now, jumping into Killmonger, Usurper, into Jaka. Exciting, Chris. It let's, is, let's, man. Let's, let's get all pretense out of the way. He's also four threat. So our original Killmonger's four threat. So this is not like a this we're is not a doing bit a one for one threat increase. Both Killmongers are four threat. So it's just two different flavors of Killmonger. It's like the new Steve. Correct. Know? Absolutely. So his stats are four physical, three energy, four mystic. Very cool. And his stamina is six on both sides, respectively. I said he has a four threat. He's a size two and a medium mover. So a lot of the similar stats of our original Killmonger, but his card's going to be different. He's There's a theme between these two characters, and we'll get to it. But let's start with his attacks. He's got three. His first attack is a Vibranium Weapons. Range two, strength of five, power cost of zero. This is your builder. After the attacker's resolved, Killmonger gains power equal to the damage dealt. And on a wild, he will trigger Pierce. So even more potential power gaining opportunities with that Pierce. I love Pierce on strikes. It's so good, right? And so good on these fighty characters. And once again, the exact same attack as classic Killmonger's strike. This next one is a physical attack. It is covert armament. It is a range four, strength four, power cost of zero. It is a gainer after the attacker's resolve. Killmonger gains one power, but it has a second clause. This is pretty interesting. If the target character is within range two, it may not modify its defense dice during this attack. So within range two, you'd think you'd be using vibranium weapons, but for those very few times when maybe their physical defense is lower or maybe they're uh, just, maybe they just re-roll. Yeah. Maybe they're a web warrior. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Switch to covert armament. You're, You're rolling one less dice, but you're taking a lot of, their you know powers away from them so For sure kind of a trade-off there but one you will be making sometimes oh yeah i could see just like you're in laura kenny's face this is yep. better than the strike right don't yeah, give no, her assassin re-roll yep. so little things like that rounding out his attacks here jesse it is keluna's fury it is a physical attack range three strength of six power cost of three add dice to the attack roll equal to this character's current damage levels Goodness gracious. Once again, he has six health on his, on both sides. So up to five extra dice. 11 total if you really want it. Wild. And additionally, the target character cannot modify its defense dice during this attack. So a little bit of a theme of messing with your opponent's defensive tech. And then we're going to pair it with a theme for the, for the whole rivals pack here in a little bit. But Jesse, I know you've been wanting to get to this leadership. Oh, I certainly do. And last little bit I want on that that spender is I already think no matter the cost is one of the most slept on cards in the game. I think it's such an amazing card. And if you're playing like mutants, uh, if you're playing weapon X to particular characters or healing factor people, it's great. Yes. But wow, what a tool in your belt if you have no matter the cost where you can just pay for this on demand and give yourself more dice on it on demand as well, right? On a character (laughs) like this. Pretty ridiculous synergies there. 
That's right. So let's jump into his leadership, like Chris alluded to, the strength of the new generation affiliation, Wakanda. During the power phase, choose up to three allied characters. Give each chosen character a herb token. While a character with a herb token is attacking, it may spend its token to add one die to its attack roll. At the end of the round, when removing activated tokens from characters, remove all herb tokens from characters. A character that has a herb token removed this way suffers one damage, but gains one power. Very very interesting. interesting. Many choices. Once again, screams healing factor. 100%, right? Big time. But like also it's just like a just like a little e-break, like a little winging mm-hmm. a token when you need to finish someone off. Like there there's things that really synergize well with this and I'm really curious the way this goes. Um what characters are really going to show up with this? Obviously healing factor and bulkier characters are a really good start, but there's some synergy here. There's things you can do to gain benefits and you know, also this paired with certain crises, you can be cooking with gas real quick. I mean, think of think of cubes and the herbs, and it's like, okay, top of round two, you know, my Logan has tornado claw online, right? Like there's things yep. like that where it's it's get very out of my brain. Yeah, get out of your brain. Absolutely. So it's more of a aggro hellfire, right? Hellfire is kind Absolutely. of more like blanket, defensive. Yep. Um, when am I gonna pop it? Am I gonna keep it? This is this is more just okay, I don't want to do more damage or I don't want to hurt myself more for more power, both of which are going to lead to my attrition game in theory. Because I think this Killmonger wants to attrition people out and continue with that theme. He does have Pounce, the active ability that costs two power. This character is thrown short. It does not suffer damage that collides with characters or terrain features. The superhero can only be used once per turn. So he has the original Black Panther's Pounce. Gotta love it. Gotta love to see it, right? I mean, it's just, it's, almost guaranteed damage on demand sometimes they'll they'll end all of it it happens but oh i want to see someone run this leadership right now with killmonger as the leader and then you're bringing say apex saber tooth right oh and there's no way around it two pounces on both sides of the boards and the her- the herbs that are going to get to your pounces faster exactly yeah, exactly it's, it's guaranteed and speaking of the saber tooth analogies we have a reactive ability called untamed force costs two power after an attack targeting this character is resolved it may use the superpower if the attacker is within range two killmonger may make a vibrating weapon attack targeting the attacker the superpower can be used only once per turn so very different from our classic Killmonger. Congrats on AMG for really doing it because our classic Killmonger is kind of like a souped up Zemo. He kind of waits yeah. and then he dives in and kills something really quickly. He's a scalpel um, and for he, sure. And he, he runs around and just kills stuff. This one is more of a little bit of a, a saber tooth where he's more of a brawler. He wants to dig in. He wants people to attack him because he wants more power. He wants to respond. He well, wants both, to ask questions of your opponent. Both of these characters in this rivals pack want you to attack them. They're both believe mm. that a, uh, a the best defense is a good offense, and it uh, works. I love it. I, I love that. That's the theme with these two characters that are going to forever be linked together. You know, because they're coming in this pretty expensive you know pack, and and they're kind of premier additions to any uh, MCP collection at this point. So, you know, I, I think it's good that there's a theme running through the characters' kit as well as a theme running through the terrain with the characters and the the sculpts of the characters. I think it's very well done. Well said, Chris. Absolutely. Well, we have now to move to on. to the good stuff. <laughs> it's all good stuff. Yeah, we've got to move on and we'll see if I can get through this next bit because I have a huge <laughs> smile on my face, you know, and it's hard to, to talk through the smile. But we finally saw it, Chris. It's finally here. 
I've been very patient and I knew it was, you know, I had no worries, no concerns that he yeah, wouldn't it was show never a day. question, but never a question. the fact that he's here and he's so thematic and he's just absolutely perfectly nailed is I'm just very happy. So we're going to, we're going to talk about Nightcrawler. That of course is Kurt Wagner, one of my all time favorite Marvel characters the, at the very precipice for me. And he is a four threat X-Men. So that's, that's an interesting thing to say out the gate. And I say that because as an X-Men player right now, preparing for events coming up with X-Men, I'm already very four threat strained, Chris. So I will say that right out the gate. So yeah, I, the, the it's, it's a good problem. It's nice, especially with the new design space that four threats are in because they can all do a lot, but yeah, man, we're, we're to that point with X-Men releases very, very soon where you're going to be seeing a lot of different styles of mutant teams with different characters. Oh, absolutely. And just to clarify, I don't think I ever thought Kurt would be a three threat, right? I, he's just too powerful of (laughs) like in the war. There's a lot of fours in the game right now. And it's our new workhorses of the game, or the fours, right? Which is great. It's a and new. It was space. the right. It was the right choice by Atomic Mass. Absolutely. So let's just get right into Kurt's card. His defenses are four, three, three. He has a stamina of six on his healthy side, a stamina of five on his injured side. So he's a little bit more fragile, but not too bad for a four threat. He is a four threat character, like I mentioned. He does move medium. Wink, wink is what you say. But there's a catch, right? <laughs> it's kind of like Ant-Man moving medium, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. So let's talk about his two attacks real quick. And then we've got a lot to talk about with his superpowers. So his first attack is a physical attack called teleporting teleporting strike. It's range three, of course. Strength of five, power cost of zero. After this attack is resolved, this character gains power equal to damage dealt. He has a another trigger of ha-ha after damage is dealt. If the character is not within two of the target character, the target character automatically gains the stun condition. So I love that. He's just passing out stun like crazy, right? This to is like to a, everyone. Yeah. To, it's to everyone. It's just going to happen. <laughs> uh, he's a puff of smoke and you don't even know what happened, right? So moving on to his second attack, it's the Brimstone Blitz. It's range two, strength of five as well. Power cost of only one. Add dice to the attack equal to the number of times Nightcrawler has been placed this turn. And he also has a crit and hit trigger flurry of blows. After this attack is resolved, this character may make an additional attack action. Very unique, Chris. Attack action. So it could be the strike or this blitz again. This attack must target the original target character. So it's a way for him to sneak additional attack if he got that trigger, which is to be honest, that trigger is hard to get with the dice that are present, but if he's been yeah. placed a lot on the turn, you're going to increase your chances to do this. Pretty interesting. I love that it only costs one power. So mid game, he's just going to, he's just going to be brimstone blitzing once or twice a turn. Why Try to not? get a strike off for free. Yeah. Yes, sir. Exactly. And then build power to be able to bamf away, which is his next superpower. I know that was pretty sick. That was good. An active superpower. It's going to cost you X. Mm. Nightcrawler may spend one to three power to use this superpower, place this character within range X of itself, where X is the amount of power spent. So very similar to a magic with her portal, but very nice because now our brimstone blitz has got six dice. Oh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's, it's very exciting. And like, I his think it's just, his move is crazy, right? This is going to be a parallel. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. Uh, continuing on with Nightcrawler's superpowers, we have a reactive superpower. Puff of smoke costs zero power. When this character makes an attack after damage is dealt, this character may use the superpower, place this character within two of the target character. So 
So now we know why teleporting strike is named the way it is. (laughs) It's so cool. Keep in mind, Chris, that this is not limited. So if you perform three attacks, like teleporting strike, brimstone, brimstone again, or, you know what I mean? Like he can really get all over the place and wow, does the theme feel so fun? Cause he is, he's doing the nightcrawler thing. He's his hit and run teleporting tactics. He's, he's not really doing much to one character. He's doing little bits to every, character, everybody, right? Which is he's absolutely just, amazing. He's just going to be anywhere you need him. And he got to throw dice on the way to getting there. It's yes. really cool. It's so cool. And his next power is also a reactive power. It is Unglaublich Acrobatics. Nice. I hope I pronounced that right. When this character is targeted by a physical or energy attack or makes a dodge roll. I love that clause. Yep. Nightcrawler may use this superpower. Add two dice to Nightcrawler's defense or dodge roll. Yeah, but I just want to do this with Cable on the team too. Oh, yeah. Give him two more dice from Cable and just be rolling eight defense dice. Or the thing I've been joking about for years, you know, when I get my Nightcrawler painted, it's going to straight into Web Warriors, right? Oh, my goodness. And That's just gross. More, more defensive dice to, to re-roll or I don't or think some more slows with, with Amazing Pete. I don't think he's the only character that we're going to talk about for, that no. would fit really well in the Web Warriors. Absolutely not. So, anyway. yeah, it's very cool. And I think there's a way for him to spend his excess power too, Chris, because absolutely, like we're saying, his spender is only one. You're really paying three is his spender price for BAMP, yep. right? So you're really kind of like mathing out what he can do. And though I think this will be used less than the Brimstone Blitz and BAMP, it's still going to be used a lot, right? I hope. Yeah, you're going to use this. You should use this every game at some point. But it's just like, le- it's like further down your priority list because you've exactly. got so much you want to do with the other Exactly. Stuff. It's good. It's good design. Keeping this good design going that I absolutely adore. We have yeah, an innate ability. Awesome. Yeah, the theme is so killer. We have a innate ability called Invisible and Shadow. While this character is within range one of a terrain feature of size two or more, so his size are bigger. That's an easy way to remember it. Characters must be within range three of Nightcrawler to target him with attacks. So he's got stealth, but you got to do stuff to get the stealth, right? This is very notable because this is the first trigger of this kind we've seen in the game. Most notably, the first X character gains this by being close to terrain. So So this is very notable for a new design space for Atomic Mass and pretty well thought out. And not to mention, Jesse, on your terrain-heavy boards, this is going to be nuts. Probably so, yeah, because I like to play on that upper end that AMG recommends. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. It's, it's the um, more preferable way to play for me, too. Yeah. It's so much more enjoyable and ask questions of the players. But this is not as good as stealth, obviously, because you right. have to be contingent on it to get the stealth. But inversely, this is not affected by the detriments of, of the cards that take away stealth and stuff or character abilities that take away stealth, right? So. Very cool. But it does give counterplay in that your opponent can just destroy those things around him. Sure. So you think about a Magneto, you know, quit hiding, quit hiding, you little elf, and just destroying everything. Or <laughs> You know, it's so thematic and wonderful. I just love it. And and Jesse, just real quick, rounding yeah. out his card, he does have wall crawler. Obvious. Very nice. Pretty yes. obvious. We don't need to spend much time on it. So happy he has it, but of course he does. So it's so interesting, Chris, because... Once he gets in the fray, right, he can do four attacks because Brimstone Blitz, he can do it twice, right? Once again, he's not doing a lot of damage, but 
he's getting for a tax off if he wants it, right? Um, he could. It's also four places <laughs> if right. you did it if you did things right. Because keep in mind, I love that they didn't make him restricted. Like puff of smoke is either attack, right? Brimstone blitz lets you do either attack as the trigger, right? Uh, as long as you can pay for this stuff. So it's he's amazing. Like he he is so simple, but he's very complex. He's going to be one of those pieces where it's like playing chess with with the knight, right? Where it's yeah. like it's very much like okay, somebody that's practiced with a knight in chess, it's not even the same piece. You know what I mean? <laughs> Compared to somebody that's like playing a knight for like their tenth game, right? So he is very much a knight piece. Like he doesn't want to get too dug in, like we see right. in the lore, right? Because he melts probably. But also, once he gets dug in, he can do a lot of things to get out or do a bunch of damage to set up a big attack for someone else. Right. So I'm really digging it. And like you said, Chris, at the end of the day, you can also just play him like Ant-Man where it's like, he's getting to somewhere he wants to be and yeah, he's winning you the game on points. That's baseline. That's baseline I'm, for this baseline. character. Everything yeah, else is, you know, high level play and just reps, just playing mm. with them and figuring how it all works, how it works together and, and encountering different situations and how they affect them. Yeah. And the theme is right too. Like he doesn't have on his card, like displacement. Right. And right. Um, so he is annoying, but at the end of the day, like he can't displace your models. So that is his drawback. Right. So, you know, you might want to bring him a team that has displacement web warriors. He, he probably <laughs> doesn't fit into the King T'Challa mm, leadership. Maybe not for Wakanda, but, it, but that's okay. It also could work. He's going to be a pretty good like extract runner too. Now, before we get to the next character, Chris, I am going to jump to a card real quick because Uh-oh. we are talking about Nightcrawler, Mass Transit, right? The art looks incredible. I mean, it's, this is his signature move, right? So Mass Transit, unaffiliated active action. That's unusual. That's new for a tactics card. A tactics card to be like, you get an action, but this right. is essentially Nightcrawler's ulti, right? which is very cool. So it should be an action. So Nightcrawler may spend three power to play this card. Keep in mind, since it is unaffiliated, if you're new here, any team that has Nightcrawler can play this, which is great. Choose up to three other allied characters within range two of Nightcrawler. Place Nightcrawler within range three of himself. So like a Banff, then place each chosen character within range one of Nightcrawler. After the effect is resolved, Nightcrawler gains stagger. Incredible. That's really good. Oh, you've moved all all my guys off the researcher. Well, Nightcrawler is going to grab them all. Move put him right back, back on the researcher on. really strong with characters like colossus like we talked about big or, time um, things like that so it's it's really cool obviously you could probably get silly and this could be something you do round two if you do a couple hoops right but i really think at worst this is like a a mid-game pivot like rearrange your pieces back right which is very cool so i know people are going to be immediately talking about all the steps they can do to do it early game and do something crazy right but like it's not about that i don't think i think it's more i don't of think a, so either i think it's more of a just like completely reposition back because I, I also think too, like it's up to three, but I mean, two characters would be enough. This would be worth it, right? <laughs> two more characters. I would think so. That's especially we're talking about all these amazing four threat characters that yes, the X-Men have at this point. So we're looking through the lens of the X-Men. Well, suddenly Nightcrawler, Colossus and revamp Wolverine are in your face. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's like what, like, what if the opponent did displace revamped Wolverine way out of place? Well, Nightcrawler can go get him, bring him back to the mid, right? And now I can fastball special as well or something, right? All on my turn, all on my Nightcrawler turn. And Logan somehow was in a corner and now he's in my opponent's deployment, right? So mm. there's very cool things you that can sounds, do. That sounds so lovely. That sounds so great and so thematic. But we're going to go on and on about Nightcrawler, I assume, in upcoming future episodes. No, but we got to move on. Because I want to talk about Shadow King. Let's talk about him. So let's talk about him. Well, Shadow King, Amal Farouk, 
interesting character. I'm very excited to go through his lore. Yes. Uh, his defense line is three physical, four energy, five mystic, three, four, five. He's got 12 health total, six on each side. He's a size three character. He's a short mover, big base. He's a threat five. Yeah, these are like gene stats, so keep that he, in mind. I mean, yeah, he he's kind of reading like a wizard so far, right? Yeah. So we have two attacks. Both are going to be mystic attacks. The first is mental shackle. Range three, strength of six, power cost of zero. After the attack is resolved, Shadow King gains power equal to the damage dealt. On a wild, you will trigger root, which is just gaining more and more relevance in the game with all of these new four threats and five threats with so many superpowers, so many ways to spend power. Root is just better and better. So I automatically love this. Hmm. And we've got one more clause. This is three on the strike. After this attack is resolved, if the attack deals damage, Shadow King may advance short towards the target. Okay, so now I see what it really is. It's a big Mysterio attack. Mm, there he is, folks. Yeah, it's really good. That's it's really, really good. good, man. Free sharp moves on your strike if you can deal with damage, of course. But and you're throwing roots like I just I can't yeah. get a we we haven't seen many wild roots at this point in the game. And, Not a ton, no. Uh, it's a very very good status effect right now. Oh yeah. So let's move on to his spender. It is also a mystic attack. It is astral disintegration. Great name. Range two, strength of five, power cost of four. Add dice to the attack roll equal to the amount of power the target character has to a maximum of five. Ten strength cost with a power cost of four sounds a lot better than five. Yeah. Additionally, the target character cannot re-roll or modify dice in the defense roll during this attack. Ghost Rider Penance. There we go. There we go. We found it. Yeah, it's- that's crazy. It's good. pretty good. It's a good like coup de gras, right? It's a good finishing move yeah. to make sure you get the job done. I don't think you're trying to save his power to do no, this, no, no, no. you know, every turn or anything. But when you need it in round four, when you need it in round five, it's or there. When, oh, absolutely. Or when he flips, right? Like, yes, just be exactly. ready to do this. Flush on power. So right. be ready for that. But let's move on to his superpowers because this is where he's really going to show up and be this Omega level character that he is. Um, we have a active ability called the astral fiend costs three power it's pretty pricey it's an action to do it but it's very cool place a projection token within three of shadow king when measuring range for this character's attack superpowers measure from the projection token so it's just like our astral projection card in the convocation when measuring range for enemy mystic attacks enemy characters may measure to this character or its projection token while this character is dealt damage by an enemy mystic attack, remove this token. At the beginning of the cleanup phase, remove this token. Super can be used only once per turn. Now, what's cool about this, Chris, is the distinction here is unlike the Convocation Astral Projection where you can hit it with everything, you can only hit this token with mystic attacks. So really, I think this is more of a tech piece where it's like, oh, we're playing Gamma. Shadow King's on the back Gamma. He's projecting himself up into the middle game where there's all these physical attackers and he's going to mess them up, but he's safe, right? It's more of a tool than like, I think what he's going to live or die by because it is an action to do it. But the astral disintegration is also pretty kind of nuts too through this. But now we're looking at seven, seven power for, but you know, if they've, if you just flipped them and they're flush on power, seven power for 10 dice, I could talk myself into it. 
it's a way to reach people, but I'm just saying like, because it takes an action, and I yes. think it's future proofing clearly because I think it might this be too is, good if it didn't yeah, take an action. This is not why you're taking the character, but it is a nice tool. It's an amazing tool. It's so unique. I love the thought process behind it too. Yeah. And the fact that he can take damage if you can throw the right kind of attack into it, <laughs> I think so is good. a really interesting co- counterplay. Well, and, because the you know, lore here, just, right? Is- just play more Psylocke. The the entity is coming out, right? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So. But it, it but it's you know it's a it's a cosmic or astral yeah. enti- yes. entity. So there's only one way to affect Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's move on to his next active superpower. It is immor- immortal essence. It will cost you three power. Shadow King removes up to three damage from himself. The superpower can be used once per turn. So a nice you know. Groot-esque heal here. Really nice. <laughs> really scary because he's got a he's, good health pool and good defenses, really. So yeah, he's a he's a tanky boy for sure. A tanky mystic fighter is something unique to the game for sure. It's just unusual, right? Um, outside of Supreme Strange. So I'm really excited to see it. Continuing on with some really cool stuff. He has a reactive ability called Nightmare Visions, costs four power. When a character ends in advance within three of this character, keep in mind, could be the token as well. This character may use the superpower. Roll three dice. The enemy character suffers one damage for each crit and wild in the result. If the superpower deals at least one damage, this character may advance the enemy character short. This superpower can be used only once per turn. So once again, Mysterio on steroids, right? Like we, we've got the tricks and traps, but this has got also a push on top of it. Uh, Mysterio, of course, would get the push for himself, the, the advance, the short advance for himself, but Shadow King just moves them away. So once again, Chris, now we're looking at He's potentially double tapping with his strike and moving two characters. And then on your turn, if you move into his bubble, he's pushing you out short as well. So he's got a range of influence. And, you know, he's got that construct. So you've got two range three bubbles. You've got to worry about if the construct is out. So that's right. That's that's pretty cool. Being able to affect that, have that much coverage area to be able to affect that much of the game when you're not activated, I think is pretty cool. Absolutely. And closing out his card, it's very simple. He has Omega level multiversal entity. This character gains one additional power during the power phase. So much needed. As, yeah, much needed. And also means that the astral fiend and the immortal essence are always like probably something he's doing on his turn if he wants to, right? Because it's just a power he has to earn on his right. turn, right? It's not a big deal. So I think he's a really cool character. It's it's interesting that he's very Mysterio-esque where it's like he's all area denial in one yeah. Range three spot. He's, I'm not going, I don't know where he's going to end up. Sure. I really don't. I don't even have any good guesses on this one, but I'm really excited to see where it shakes out, where he's at, what teams he lands in. I'm also excited to play him and paint it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm also excited to see his box mate being Charles. Like, how, do they, oh my gosh, dude, cancel each other out? Do they, do they, yeah, do they have interesting, back and forths. You know what I mean? Like very intrigued. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, I think that Charles not seeing the Charles card and not seeing that Bishop card during this mini stravaganza really, I'm expecting them to be (laughs) both be very interesting. It's very exciting. All right, Jesse, we have got to move on to, I know I've talked a lot about shadow King. Okay. But this is the one I'm most excited about in this pack. It's Catherine. Don't call her kitty. Kitty Pride. So excited. They went with Shadow Cat for the naming convention on this character, as I think I've mentioned it in lore before, but she's been through a lot of different code names and even more costumes and everything. But 
We've got Shadowcat here. I'm very excited about it. So let's get into it here, Jesse. Her defense line reads as threes. Three physical, three energy, three mystic. She's got 10 total health, five on both sides. She is a size two, another long mover. I love that. And I think this is really exciting for you as an X-Men player and all X-Men players. We have another three threat character here, which is going to be very helpful when making teams. You know, we've, we've been, we've talked on this episode already about how many four threats are in the game at the moment. And with the X-Men, I think you might have the most. So it's pretty exciting to get a three threat. And one I think has a lot of potential to be very good. She's got three attacks and let's start with her first one. It is a physical attack phasing strike. It's got a range of two strength of four power cost of zero. After the attack is resolved, shadow cat will gain power equal to the damage dealt. We have two more clauses on this one here during this attack. The defending character does not add critical results in its defense role to its total successes. So it just removes one of the sides of the dice for your opponent, which is very cool. Additionally, cannot add additional dice to the defense roll as a result of a critical roll. And on a wild, you will trigger sidestep. After the after this attack is resolved, place Shadow Cat within one of herself. That's quite a bit of text for a strike, Jesse. It is, and I'm glad it's only four dice because it's it's balanced because the hampering of the, your opponent's defenses is very powerful, especially on a strike. Big time. Right? So it's really cool. And I like the like the place. Like It doesn't sound like much, but in MCP, it matters like to get little bumps like that. You know? It 100% does. And playing Psylocke with her tactics card that, that oh, allows yeah. her to get that range one place at the beginning of every one of her activations has really opened my eyes to the power of the range one place because... There's just very few instances when you're up in the mix that you're not going to be able to get two attacks off when you want to. Oh, absolutely. But that's just going to catch people out, you know? And I think the second part with the crits is just so interesting. It's it's kind of like a domino black cat thing we got going on here. It is, but it's it's kind of juiced up a little bit, right? Yeah, and it's only in her strike too, which is kind of also interesting because she's doing that phasing through them or whatever and punching them or whatever she's doing, you know? So... Well, let's move on to her next attack. It is an Absolutely. energy attack. It is get em, Lockheed. Love it. Range three, strength of four, power cost of zero. It is a gainer after shadow after the attack is resolved. Shadow Cat gains one power. And on a wild, you will trigger incinerate, removing one of their defense dice, which is always nice. Absolutely. I also love the lore of this where it's like, she's not performing this attack. Lockheed's yeah, this is flying Lockheed forward. breathing fire, man. Yeah, he's flying forward like shockwave style from Transformers and he's he's doing the damage, you know, with his fire. It's 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 awesome. And, you know, let's get more pets in the game, you know. One hundred percent. We're they're doing pretty good though. Yeah. They're 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 getting them, right? I mean, we um, still need we need we still need ghost dog. Oh, definitely need bats and we we need throg and we need a couple and pizza big dogs. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Of course pizza dog. We'll get there. We'll get there. With Kate, surely. Surely. <sighs> you gotta you gotta hope. One can hope. So we've got one more attack. It's the spender. It's another physical attack. It's in t- intangible assault. Range three, strength of seven, power cost of three. During this attack, the defending character does not add critical results in its defense roll to its total successes and cannot add additional dice to the defense roll 
as a result of critical rolls. On a wild, you will trigger Ghosted. After this attack is resolved, place this character within range two of itself. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's more movement. It's it's helping you get that daze, right? Or that KO, yeah. potentially. But I also think it's just like more movement where it's like, okay, there's some turns where Kitty's going to phasing strike and intangible assault. And it's like she took a move action in some ways because you did a certain amount of places and, and positioning. So I think it's really cool, Chris. And, um, you know, keeping that theme going of her moving without taking move actions, she has a active ability called phase rush for two power. Places this character within range two of his current position. The super act can be used only once per turn. So just keeping that theme going of Nightcrawler's the teleporting movement. And she's the more like sidestepping movement, you know? And and it's notable, uh, like you said earlier during Killmonger, I no, it was during Black Panther, yes. during King T'Challa. This is a place. So it does go over terrain. It does go over characters. Yes. It's it's not a move, you know, a movement. She is she is phasing through everything. So that does it's good. That that is that is a boon to this particular power. Oh, absolutely. And keeping with her like elusiveness going we've got a reactive ability called can't touch this cost two power when this character or an allied character within two ooh, i like that part a mm-hmm. lot is targeted by a physical or energy attack or would make a dodge roll this character may use the superpower the character adds two dice to the defense or dodge roll if this character or the allied character is pushed or thrown by the special rules of an attack after the effect is resolved you may place the pushed or thrown character within range one of itself so Incredible. much synergy with Nightcrawler too. Oh, for sure. But also like, this is like her best ability, Chris. <laughs> like, it, like man. this is why you bring her. This is what's different. She's bringing you support and she's also fast, which, you know, we'll get to more of that. But I mean, closing on her card, she has stealth. This character's supposed to be within range mm. three to target Kitty with attacks. Now you mentioned something right at the top, Chris, that was very important and interesting. This is X-Men's first long mover ever, ever. Right. And I think it's an intentional design space because the storm hop is so powerful and the timing seems right with the storm hop getting nerfed. But with Kitty, you know, no longer do you need the the perfect placement X-Men play of move beast up and hop someone off him right. within range two. And like this is all Kitty can hop off someone and get where she needs to be, right? Um pretty easily. So I think she's going to be an amazing piece in Storm X-Men. Um, time will tell with the Scott X-Men, which we'll, which we'll get to another time. But I love this ability of can't touch this. Like It's passive support for your team. I think it opens up a ton of different possibilities. I'm And honestly, I'm sick of trying to wrap my mind around it. I just need to play it. I just need to see it on the yeah. field to really figure out how this is going to work, I think. Because I've got some ideas, of course, but nothing beats actual reps, man. Time will tell, right? I mean, she's definitely what it seems like. She definitely seems like she is, her Nightcrawler in particular, are the first like Web Warrior centric pieces that X Men have gotten. And what I mean, Web Warrior centric, I mean, just like more of that play style, like more extract evas- play. Yeah. Extract play, evasive, defensive, mobile, and outplaying your opponent through movement and positioning, right? Mm. Caring less about attack dice, right? The Web Warriors can do that so well in the hands of a good player. So X-Men have never really had this ever, any character like this. I mean, X-Men's got a lot of characters that do cool things. And they talked about this on the streams, Chris, which I really appreciated from Schick. He was talking about a lot of the core design for X-Men was instead of giving them good characters that can do mixes of things, their goal was to design them like they are in the comics where they all have something they excel at in a huge way individually. And so 
with that comes the design space of, well, Colossus has the bodyguard, but no one else, right? Yeah. Like, like Scott has the long range attacks, but no, like nobody else, like with the pushes and with the field leader. And so now with Kitty and Nightcrawler, it seems very apparent that like this was a whole X-Men had and they're filling it with these two characters in very different ways. That kind of evasive moving around play style. And I, I love it. I'm really excited to see where Kitty and Nightcrawler fit. I can't wait. I'm going to be splashing them in multiple places for a little bit just mm. to see if it works because I want to, not because I think it's going to work. Mostly, I just want to. Well, I'm sure uh, you and I are going to do the same with Bishop as well. Let's be oh real. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Let's be real. I can't even think and, about and it. Bobby. Yeah, I can't think about Bishop and Bobby right now. But <laughs> the fact, I haven't even thought about Iceman this whole time, and that's <laughs> nuts. Especially that because nuts? there's a tactics card that's that's built off of him and Emma that coming. You know, we don't know the... Yeah. We don't know the text on it yet, but the art makes it very clear that it's based on their relationship of of Emma really bringing out the, and here's yes. the name of the card, because I'm a professional, untapped potential That's of right. Iceman. Absolutely, Chris. And I think that Faithful Companion card is one of my new favorite art cards in the game. Um, See, it's hold still for me, but I'm with oh, you. Oh, that's good, too. I'm with that's, you. That's very good. Well, we'll talk about the, one of these X-Men cards that we do know, because we did talk about the mass transit. It's Xavier's Dream. This Unc- one looks nuts. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uncanny X-Men reactive, so you have to be an X-Men team. When an allied character would suffer damage, any number of other allied characters may each spend one power to play this card. So keep in mind it's global. For each power spent to play this card, reduce the amount of damage to the allied character would suffer by one. It's built for Scott's team. Yeah. I, it's also really good for Storm's team, right? Trying to hold his extracts and move it around. It is, but, but Scott having power. this new ramp... Uh, being one yes. of the new ramp teams, uh, which is great. Now we get to talk about another ramp team uh, That's in, right. in our tactics sections, which <laughs> it's my favorite play style in yeah. card games. It's my favorite play it's style cool. here. Now this is a great yeah, card. I, this is going to be a, an auto included in my 10 when we get this one day. Oh, absolutely, man. This is, this is just insurance to keep that extract holder up one more round. It's an e-break I mean? for sure. It's great. Yeah. It's one of those cards where it's like, Exceptional healing is such a nice card because it's an e-break. You know what I mean? Not yep. so much like you're going to have a massive play where they where they got Logan barely to the moment where he's almost dead and then and then you did it and it's perfect and he woke up with a bunch of power. That's great. That happens a lot. But it's really just it gives you assurance in a game that has explosive dice, right? Xavier's Dream can also be like a quasi exceptional healing for someone else right um imagine this on someone like colossus and it's like oh you didn't kill colossus and and now we're gonna now you never will (laughs) he'll never die again (laughs) uh it's really good but speaking of xavier cards there's one more to talk about chris yes cerebro also good art here Yes, very much so. It's also Uncanny X-Men and active. During its activation, an Uncanny X-Men character with at least one Mystic Attack and at least five Mystic Defense, or we're narrowed down the field a lot, may play this card. For the rest of this round, the character that played this card increases the range of its Mystic Attacks by one to a maximum of five, adds one die to all of its Mystic Attacks, and adds one die to all of its Mystic Defense rolls. Additionally, this character's attacks do not require line of sight and ignore stealth superpowers for the rest of the round. So yeah, that's probably so, just a, a Gene Charles card. I was going to say Gene. Well, we'll, we'll get more later. Yeah. In theory, but yeah, this is Gene and Charles right now. Maybe, maybe if Emma ever gets affiliated, we don't even know what Charles new, is, but we can, we can just safely assume it has that, to be, it's coming in his box, right? I think the Cerebo card looks really fun. We'll see where it shakes out. It looks oh, like it no, you're right. Very- it's Emma too. It's Emma too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, 
Great. So we got three characters so far, and then we'll have more in the future. Yeah. But there is something else on this this screen that the screen they showed <laughs> rev, re, uh, showing us this card. Um, it's got art for two more cards. We don't have text for these two cards. No. But I just want to point out the art on Astral Plane. I know. That is that is the Shadow King in his natural form on the Astral Plane. Okay. That's scary. Yeah. He's a massive, massive threat massive massively powerful entity um i'm very excited for the shadow king being in this game yeah look at this mind wipe art as well chris i like, know it's so emotive <laughs> and action-packed it's so uh, they charles captured, and, and they captured charles is like in his in his yes. hover chair but you know they captured the stress on his face and in his body <laughs> yeah so well very oh, cool so good great oh, art man. Well, moving on, Chris, I'm going to let you take this next one because I know you're very excited about these two reveals that we had no idea were coming, and now we're this in was, shock. This was an out-of-left-field, holy crap, what moment. But yeah, we we got to see not only the reveal art for these two characters, but we get to see the models here. And both models are very, very good, but it's it's Silver Sable and Shang-Chi. Yeah. It's so interesting. The Shang-Chi, I would have guessed, would be coming at some point. Silver Sable, what? Where did that come from? I love it, and I'm like, so excited for this. Uh, like bullet shots on her base. Like yeah, she's, her oh, her her sculpt is a very very good action pose. She is in the middle of dashing from from one uh, cover from one point of cover to the next point of cover. So and she's doing it in style. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that one in particular because like she's one of those characters that I'm familiar enough with, but lore is going to be eye-opening for that character for me too. I mean, it will be for me too. It's been a long time since I've really thought about Silver Sable in the in the Marvel Universe. So yeah. um, it's one I'm definitely going to look forward to uh, you know, re-familiarizing myself with. And then Shang-Chi, of course. Oh my gosh. The movie is so great. Well, yeah, of course. No Ten Rings here. On the on the model, but that's okay. This is the yeah. MCU. This is this is the comics version of yeah, Shang Chi, who is really, as you would guess, after the movie, uh, is experiencing experiencing a resurgence, and I think it's wonderful. Also, I think that movie is my favorite of the last couple of years. That group, yeah, that like it's one of the it's one of the it's few that I've truly enjoyed over the last few years. Yeah, it turns out when you write a good character or core of a story and the other stuff doesn't matter. Like huh. just a good script works. Yeah. Who would have thought <laughs> who would have thought there's a really good story there with his, his family and stuff. And of course his, his history it's, it's well done, but Chris, we got to move on. You know, I'm very excited about this next. Well, <laughs> you and me both brother, there's a lot to talk there's about so with this one screen. And I think we're probably both ex- very, very high on the same thing, but our number one is probably similar, but everything after that, I bet, is divergent. So I'm excited to hear your opinions. Well, let's start with the fact that we have, I think the lowest tier for me, it was still very exciting, is new Thor. And he, they did confirm that he's a sixth threat Thor. Good. So that's exciting and also very intense. A different worthy Thor. He's in one of these reveals. And we're assuming there's two more Asgard boxes in general because we have four Asgardians in front of us. But I would say that's the lowest rung to me. But I'm inversely, I'm also very excited to see what a sixth threat Thor look like. I'm pretty excited to, to find out what sixth threat Thor looks like. Yeah. Scary, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing I'm most excited about is Jane Foster Thor. Oh, I knew that. Yes, of course. Oh, buddy. Great pose. I cannot wait to see this card. I can't wait to see her kit. 
I'm so excited. No, it's pretty incredible. Um, I think she's the best sculpt out of these. And one would presume she's going to bring another leadership to Asgard maybe, or this other Thor does or both. Right. So, you know, there's got to be at least one leadership in this group of four, but I would not be surprised if there's three. Well said. Well, I'm going to tell you the one I'm most excited about, Chris, but it is kind of a tie. Let's be honest. (laughs) But I think the sculpt is out of this world. Lady Sif. It's like see she's absurd. she's my number two on uh, yeah, she's my number level one, of excite here. Lady Sif coming to the game is so very fun and exciting. And you know we're in the middle of an Asgardian uh, series right now. That's right. And I have of course been knee deep in Asgardian stuff. Of course. So Lady Sif being announced coming to the game when I'm you know in it in the middle of it you know me and me and walt simonson we're buddy buddy right now oh, yeah. and uh this is awesome oh absolutely and the sculpt i think is like just what a cape perfect yeah what they really nail these capes in asgard and it's it really matters with this team and it really works and speaking of capes that really work classic loki mm. now there were some very interesting tidbits from the stream on this loki Okay. And and we'll get to them, but let's talk about the sculpt first. So the, much is going on. The I, horns are in full effect, my friends. <laughs> yes, do do not worry. They are full. Oh, fully it's awesome. There. Yeah, like the He's ready for battle. This is this, this is, is definitely in battle. battle armor. Yeah, he's got like the staff and the giant cape and and the of course the battle armor, like Chris said, and and the um what do you call it? The feathered pauldron from his helmet, you know, as well. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And then we've got magic coming from his hand. Um keeping our Asgard magic and armor theme going with these beautiful sculpts like just evocative yeah the great silhouette i i really i have a theory here given that this thor is is beardless and with Mm. the long blonde hair no beard no scruff no nothing and this particular loki he's i mean the pauldrons are large and in charge he's looking pretty pretty evil and you know something that they said uh on the stream when revealing him is that this is not this is not trickster god Loki. This is evil Loki. And I say that with all mm. enunciation, evil Loki. Yeah, this is early years. Loki, exactly. Right? And so the that's the theory here is Very that cool. these are maybe the more ancient forms of these two. Yes. These, are, these are the two, the ver- uh, version stuff. of these two that were the actual gods for the Vikings, you know, that were showing up during during that time. Oh, wow. So that's my, that's my theory. Okay. Absolutely. We'll it's similar to like a uh, world war two cap, right? For sure. Absolutely. And I also love too now that like all of our Thors are coming with lightning. Cause that wasn't the case. Gotta initially. have it. He's the, yeah. he's the God. He's and she's are the God of thunder. Perfectly said. We're well, closing out this Asgard segment, Chris. Um, we got Asgard terrain coming, you know, I'm very excited about it. It's a really cool piece. We've got like a platform to fight on and a lower platform and the Asgardian statue and some nice rocks. Um, and it, it doesn't look too difficult to paint, but it's got no. It's got a lot of areas of interest that you can put a little bit more effort into to really make the whole thing pop really well. And I'm I'm glad that they included things like that. It'll reward you if you put in the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, and to go with this, they've talked about, you know, these one shot cards. Yes. Kind of little additions to your game that kind of come with some of this special terrain that will add, you know, very kind of minor rules around certain pieces of terrain that will affect the game. So I'm really looking forward to that during our non, you know, competitive training MCP nights, our non-dojo nights, our casual Absolutely. nights. Yeah, because the 
Wakanda terrain that's coming also has this as well, right? So yes. I'm really excited to see how these shape out. It's going to be like a, a third crisis kind of when you're playing the game, right? Where it's like there's a passive effect. And yes. I see something really cool on this Asgard platform where it's like if you're fighting at the top, something's happening, right? Yeah. I mean, and who knows? Uh, they were talking about having just tons of these made already. So I'm if it's something they're this excited about, I imagine there's going to be some interesting stuff in there. Well, also talking about different ways to play the game, Chris, they showed that a Mojo Ball play kit's coming to the game, which is I a different way to play. I am very MCP. interested in this. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like a new way to score. Yeah. But then our characters play the same way they play with their superpowers and tax and stuff, right? And what does that look like? And what are we doing? And I'm very excited to see what this looks like. And this will be super fun because one can hope this is also more than two players optional. Like we can go up to maybe three or four players you can on the separation anxiety kit, things like that. I'd love to see it. You know, I'm, I'm super excited about Mojo ball uh, for all the reasons you just stated, but there's something so interesting to the sicko in me. And it's this box art. And it's okay. the fact that this box art is just putting the Shi'ar Imperial guard. I see that front and center. And I, I've made it no secret. My affinity for gladiator. That's true. He is um, probably top five cool on my uh, Marvel yes. cool guy power rankings. Okay. And um, boy, if we get the Imperial Guard, I will just be ecstatic. All right. Good call out, Chris. Yeah, he's very friend center. I, I'm just fixated on Laura Kenny being here, right? And just so cool. <laughs> like, yeah, they're definitely fighting uh, as, as norm, per yeah. usual, they're fighting the X-Men. Yes. You know, Sykes getting a getting a nice optic devastation in there too. Yeah, he is. He he's ready. So uh closing out, Chris, our last spoiler. I think mm. maybe the thing I'm most excited about after Kurt Wagner, let's be honest. Oh, from really? all these from all these teases for me, it's just I said on the show a lot. You know how much I love this part of Marvel. Yeah. Like this like it's almost like the it's very much the underworld and unknown of Marvel, right? A lot yeah, of Marvel like, monsters. It's, yeah. it's one of the fewer avenues of Marvel yes. that have, it's, it hasn't been, ex, it hasn't been explored as much as it should. No. So to get an art preview of Dracula with his bats and he looks so oh, good. Dude, this art looks awesome. The character design on Marvel's version of Dracula is really good. Yeah. Normally I would probably eye roll. But I can't because this character. I'm excited to paint this character already. Yeah, especially if it's he has like some bats on his base, or like there's just well, just just the design of the sword go. they're going with alone is got me excited to be honest. Yeah, and like cape potential, right, Chris? Cape oh, potential. cape potentials through the roof. Also, too, like you can always live out that dream of like if you enjoyed our Blade lore episode, you can have those matches of Blade versus Dracula. Like, what does that look like on the table? How much fun can you have with that? Blade and Dracula work together from time to time. Is he going to be in Midnight Suns? Is he going to have his own affiliation? Like, there's a lot of questions, but I'm just, I always love when AMG throws out models like this and they're like, yeah, we're making that model. And you're like, wow, I, really? <laughs> I hope there's someone else in the box with him. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, there's, I just, there's so many options, but fingers crossed somebody. I know. Yeah, we both want Man Thing very badly. Uh, yeah. But very I mean, even, even Jack Russell would be cool. That would be really cool. But I also, part of me thinks with how well Werewolf by Night went. Yeah. We might just be that getting, was fun. We might be getting like Werewolf by Night and Man Thing in their own box together, right? That would be wonderful. Uh, I would be okay with um, some more spotlight on Moon Knight. Just saying. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well said. I'm, I'm fine with a new Moon Knight model. <laughs> Mr. I mean, Knight, like, maybe? 
like a okay, you like a higher threat one? A fourth a fourth threat moon knight in the suit? Yeah, why not? I mean, nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. um I'm still waiting for Elsa Bloodstone, second Midnight yeah, Sun's leadership, right? There's so much unexplored in the Marvel Monsters in con in the MCP context. So uh, I, I think there's potential for some very, very cool teams that kind of fit in the defenders realm of things. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty exciting to have confirmation that we're kind of, we're at least revisiting that area for one release coming soon. That's super exciting. Right. So I absolutely love it. And yeah, Chris, we're going to close out here because we're going to do our Carteratas very soon on a different episode, which is very exciting. We didn't want to make you guys listen to a three hour episode. So we're going to break it up into two. Yeah. And like they're separate things and ideas. They too, really right? are completely I, separate. Like it's like, yeah, Scott got a buff and we could talk about how there's new X-Men coming that might fit with Scott. Right. But it's like that, that aside, the buffs are too, the buffs and nerfs and adjustments are too important and too different from what's coming, you know, to all examine at the same time and give each thing its due. Right. And that's what we thought because we really wanted to give these spoilers their due. Cause it seems like a lot of people aren't cause obviously the card pack is so exciting. Everybody's yeah, and, focused in on it. And the card pack of effects games now, right? Mm-hmm. These are all coming out in the it's future. Live. So the, the, the new card updates are, are live now. So I understand why that's getting a little bit more focused, but I was very, very excited about this stuff because I expected the card pack. Same. <laughs> I think we're in the minority there because we're like, yes. we expected the card pack and we've not been worried about it, but I'm very happy it's here and it's live. Oh, that doesn't, that does not make me changes any nothing. less happy that it's here. Yeah. Yeah. It changes nothing, but it's like at the same time, like no one's talking about Dracula right now. And like, that's very exciting as well. Like it's just a whole oh, nother element he, of like, what's he going to be four, five, five, five. six, ten. I have no idea. Let's make them five, right? Grunts, school grunts. Come on. Also, I think, Chris, I'm being fully honest with myself. I just had this realization. Part of the reason I'm excited for Dracula, you know, I love that whole aesthetic anyways, but part of the reason I'm excited for Dracula is I feel like I'm one degree closer to the possibility of null. Fair enough. I mean, he's, who's more likely null or Dracula? Null. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the, like in the Marvel money machine, you know, he's, so uh, the fact that AMG is like, Hey, here's Dracula. I'm like, I'm one degree closer to getting oh, yeah, a symbiote it, leadership. And it's, I, it's the end of the episode. So I'm not too scared to, to say right. this phrase, but that's kind of what the fantastic four too. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Every, every day that they're not announced, uh, it's just <laughs> like, well, they're for sure coming. It's just when it's guaranteed. Like we all want doom. He's coming. I'm not worried, you know? Um, yeah. so it's very the exciting. Next, yeah. Fantastic four itself lower on my list but i completely I'm understand the dude pretty hyped for the first family i'm not gonna lie hey you should main them i would love to see that and i'd love to play we'll against it we'll see but uh but i know doom's gonna catch my eye for sure i have doom tattooed on me so oh, i know you do <laughs> he's he's the man for sure we gotta thank you guys for listening of course our show is supported by our wonderful patrons you can become a furious finest patron by going to patreon.com slash furious finest of course it immediately gets you access to our private discord and gets to join in all the fun there. And we got bonus episodes of the show as well. Check out our streams of Marvel Christ Protocol at twitch.tv slash Furious Finest. And follow the show everywhere online. Find us on Twitter at Furious Finest Cast and Instagram and Facebook at Furious Finest. And you can always email us at FuriousFinest at gmail.com. And leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice, though Spotify and Apple Podcasts unfortunately matter the most. So if you have those platforms, leave us reviews on one of those or both. And that would mean a lot to us. 
dropping us five stars there. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our show's music. And please, like Jesse said, help spread the word. Every rating, every review, every subscription, every listen, they all help tremendously. So uh, we can't thank you guys enough for supporting us this far. And uh, we hope we can keep you on board in the future. Absolutely. Of course, you can find me and Chris different places online. You can you can find me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, Discord, Longshanks, all the same place, at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-N. And check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint show, Hello There, about everything Star Wars Shatterpoint and the Star Wars universe. And check us out also online at Hello There Cast. Chris, where can everyone find you? Well, right now, just find me on Discord. I am strong style on the Discord. My display name is most likely Chris Finest. And Mm -hmm. using the tried and true pop punk naming conventions. I'm so sorry I did it. It works though. It works. But yeah, (laughs) man, hit me up. There's so much to talk about. So do not hesitate to to tag me or slide into those DMs. Well, there it is. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this mini extravaganza first look first discussions there's many more to come there's list building in our future there's all kinds of cool I stuff not freaking wait we're, we're doing so stay tuned but until next time thank you for listening excelsior the world has gotten even stranger than you already know at this point i doubt anything would surprise me 10 bucks says you're wrong 